good people. Good evening, Miss Reg. It's Stone. And this is the Salon Special. Salon Special. That's all that's all Salon all the time. That's right. Y'all out there living your best Beyonce lives. We're out here in the the Bohemian apartment of Solange. It's lots of cowrie shells, lots of incense. It's, it's a vibe here. It's a vibe. This is not. It's not about art. It's about a vibe. That's I mean, I feel like a here. Solange in life. You know, <laughs> everybody's a Beyonce. Yeah, everybody's Beyonce. We're all. We're all the Solanges. Yeah, yeah. somebody has to be the Solange in yeah, life. Yeah, I'm not the Solange. You know, I I I not sell as much, but I'm still kind of cute. You know, my, my parents still love me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but anyway, as we were as usual discussing way before we actually recorded the podcast, <laughs> you know, some somehow between you know seat at the table to now, Solange is a thing. No longer yeah. behind her big sister saddle, Solange looms large over the music industry. A juggernaut, a yeah. juggernaut with natural hair and you know full Motown stage shows and you know just a celebrity on her own a thing on her own the entity of her own of her own fandom her own kingdom yeah no definitely you know, saint haran who <laughs> die for saint haran definitely and I remember like back in the day solange like when she was not getting any play yeah which sucks because like soul angel and Halle Street dreams is like one of my favorite albums and like nobody was giving her any mention yeah during that period of time i remember she was playing like some festival and like she was playing like you know maybe a hundred people you know so like everybody's just kind of like oh this is Beyonce's little sister blah 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 uh but she is now a thing like she is now uh, and it's kind of interesting I was telling you before the podcast like you know just all these cross sections of people are now talking about the Solange album like I've never actually had people stop me in the elevator to talk about Solange album. like to <laughs> talk about music you know and like that happened to me like multiple times and it's kind of it's just really and number one i respect the comment come up you know i respect the fact that she is now a force but it's just really kind of interesting to see she's not just a force and say like you know like the r&b community like indie rock kids like her you know because she's almost like a black mitski yes <laughs> like, oh that's an interesting call in a lot of ways yeah you're right like she's got that weird it's like if black folks had an indie rock scene, like she's like the queen. Yeah. Yeah. Of it. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, she has all these cross sections of people uh, that, that like her. So it's, it's really cool to see. Um, and I think everybody was like really anticipating uh, her latest album, which dropped like, like out of the blue. Like magic. On Black Planet. Uh, when I get home. Um and it's, it's very interesting because I think it's it's a very di- divisive album. Like it's very, I don't know, and, and I I kind of feel it when I listen to it as well. Yeah, I think for an album that has like pretty much half of it that has the word interlude behind the title. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I think it's all right. So I wonder why. So me, I came late to the Solange party where I kind of respected her as an artist. You know, she was always somebody who. She would always dabble more. You could just tell that she was the cool sister, like when, like, you know, Beyonce and JAC showed up for like a Grizzly Bear show, which was a big indie band in the aughts. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know that it was Solange. She was on something like, hey, yeah. listen to this kind of shit. Like she was always the quote unquote cooler, edgier sister. And what's interesting about her career is the fact of where 
During all the time when Beyonce was becoming the Beyonce, she's always had projects where she's always tried different things and kind of just offend that, like, I don't want to use the word alternative, but it's not pure R&B. Trying to find different spaces oh, yeah. within the R&B paradigm. And so, you know, not all of them were successes, but she never really came back. It, they were always good attempts. Oh, yeah. So it's interesting to kind of see her hone in to basically her little corner of strength. Um like you said, was the difficulty is the fact of where Seated at the Table was a fucking juggernaut of an album. It's yeah. something where, you know, she's doing crazy tours, she's nominated for awards, whereas somebody who you could almost say was always in the shadow of her sister, like, obviously she's not that mega celeb that Beyonce was, but it's but in within her lane, she's a goddess. Like yeah. it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like Beyonce can Beyonce can do what Solange is doing, period. At the end of the day. She's made her own lane. Oh yeah. So it's difficult because how do you like how do you follow up a huge breakout fucking album? Even though she's other albums before that, it's kind of hard. Where you know, like, and every big artist has that. Like, how do you follow up the huge blockbuster? Whereas it's like you know, people want motherfucking hits, man. You know, you yeah. gotta come back to the well and give them something bigger and grander. And what's cool here is that I think she did something wiser. And smarter, where she kind of went in. She's like, "Hey, I'm giving you guys this like you know weird eclectic take on like you know classic neo soul type R and B, and with a lot of pro pro black angle to it, and almost like this weird album that kind of came from like the '70s." And she's kind of doubled down, where I think a little bit too much. Where and and, and I, I can't say too much because I actually like the album a lot, but is this trippy? And yeah. I think that. For somebody who's always been an eclectic artist, it's only natural for her to kind of go a little trippy. If if anything, this is the Baduism to Mama's Gun. Yeah, you know, but... or even like you know Maxwell from you know Urban Hang Suite to Embryo. No, I feel you. Yeah, it's feel always you. that weird transition I where mean... if you're kind of in this lane, you could either kind of drop another 12, 13, you know, solid R and B, be making you know pro black tracks, or you could kind of get a little weirder with it. Have a little you you've bought you've bought enough like cultural clout with your audience where you could do some trippy shit yeah and as long as you don't come out with like fucking death metal guitars and fucking you know fucking you know yoga instructors doing backflips while they're playing fucking harpsichord they'll give you fucking leeway yeah i i would i would basically you know if we're comparing albums and artists it's almost like okay computer today yeah you know a lot of ways yes you know like when i remember when k today came out it alienated a lot of people. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> who who eventually bought their own synthesizers like ten years down the line. Yeah, and going exactly. <laughs> and, and I see that with this album. I mean, I, I I do have to say, you know, I think you're right. You know, like you, you know, see the table was a masterpiece in in terms of just. It's just such a well, perfectly put together and orchestrated album. And of the time, like and, it's, it and was something where during during this tumultuous time, somebody come out for unabashedly pro black, black. I guess say pro black because it was even necessarily militant, but it was just like this is a black motherfucking album. Yeah, no, it's, it's not just black artists. It's not this. We're talking about you know, don't touch my hair. You know, you know, Fubu is just literally like. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to kind of follow that up without just basically doing like Fubu Part Two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I mean definitely, and, and, and I think also too like she with that album like she found her lane like i think she's always been kind of searching for that lane and now she's comfortable with that and i do think that when i get home it's just an extension of of, of uh her like that last album Agreed. like it's you know just sonically it's similar um you know the album cover covers are similar i think that now that's a, like that's going to be a theme <laughs> <laughs> um 
But you know, I I I I understand why people are uh not liking this album. Like it it does take a mind shift to really kind of appreciate this album. Um it, you know, there's no bangers, there's no real hits. I, I would say like uh maybe I'm trying to think, what's the um I I make an argument. It like, starts picking up like 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 Donald the Click. Waited. There's a part where after the first couple, of, I can say the first couple of songs. <clears throat> once again, the interludes start popping in. Yeah. After the first couple of tracks, it starts to pick up a little bit. Yeah. Like like I'm aware yeah. this is a really you know that might be considered a banger. Uh, the one with Gucci Mane. Um, my skin, my logo. It's yeah. a weird ass banger. You know, I but, love it. It's 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 probably the weirdest rap duet. I like. like it, but it, we'll we'll get it to that it, in a moment. No, yeah. yeah. So like like but there's no bangers. Um, there's a lot a lot of the production I felt was just very kind of um monotone in a way um especially when i was looking at the producer list and you just have like everybody from like tyler the creator to pharrell on the production credits um this is dude chisol that i was telling you about um that's work with frank ocean is french he's basically basically like the french uh <laughs> uh um equivalent to like you know uh james blake uh, but he's worked with you know with uh, Kanye and uh, Frank Ocean before, like he's all over this album. Um, so he, she, I feel like she did have like a lot of great producers, and I feel like that, like sonically, like it wasn't a reflection of like the 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 list of producers there on the album. You know, um, it, it it's kinda, cohesive. Like, it's cohesive, but I felt like creator. it was a little flat. I felt like it was a little flat. What? I, so I mean, I, I'm sure I want to get I'm going to get hate for that, but I, I that's that's how I feel personally, you know. Well, here, I think it's all right because it's 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 eclectic because you've got like you've got Panda Bear doing like vocals. Oh yeah, Panda Bear. Tyler the like, Creator. You've got Blood Orange. You've got even though Panda Bear aside, you've got all these artists who are doing black music. They definitely do a different corners of black music. Like Tyler the Creator doing work of like fucking Cassie is not really something you would necessarily expect. No, no, but yeah. but I, I think you know, and, and I think the fact that she's able to kind of keep it because it sounds it's, it's it's a going back, it's a vibe, man. Oh no, it's, it sounds it's, like it's, it, it's a vibe. It, it sounds like it's one producer. Yeah, and that is a feat. Like like that's really hard to do. <laughs> How are you going to get Pharrell and Tyler in the same room and make their style similar? Yeah, that, that's really 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 hard. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think if you kind of step back and appreciate the album for what it is, like, you know, there, it's fragments of things. And, but I think, you know, somebody pointed out, and they pointed out really well, it's like, if you like Blonde, like, you should not hate this album. Yes. Because it's the same. It's same. Yes, I would agree. I, I actually, I, you know, I applaud that take. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's basically kind of the same. It's basically the same thing. It, it's it, not the same thing, like, you know, but. You know, like basically, it's all like blonde Frank Ocean. It's all these, these fragments of lyrics that you kind of had to put together. And to be honest, when I went back and listened to the fragments of the lyrics, I'm just kind of like, mm, "What the hell is this?" Um, but you actually had to do some research and like read the lyrics and like interpolate things. And like Solange is making you do the same thing, um, but you can't you can't just like put Frank Ocean on a high horse and then like denigrate Solange. Agreed. Like I, I mean, you know, like <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same kind of like mix in mix. Out. Actually, I'd even say Solange is a little more cohesive because again, Frank Ocean lyrics be going places where it's like <laughs> it's MFA, your MFA in poetry at Hunter classes. <laughs> 
you got compressors there, like wondering. I'm not high enough to get what I'm, you know. But I still can't get over Basquiat Shores. <laughs> what the fuck are Basquiat Shores? But um, you're just not doing the right drugs, yeah, man. I got, I got, I gotta, I gotta get some ayahuasca apparently. But uh, no, I kind of get it because the thing is, it's, it's, it, it definitely is not verse, chorus, verse. Even though Sonic, like you said, it sounds like it's one producer. A lot of the times, you know, it's almost like here's a verse and the song will kind of just kind of go on and then kind of leave. But I think, like you said, it's, look, if you look at Blonde, that was very much Blonde. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, you know, there isn't a Nike, whereas it's the strong, yeah. heavy, like, you know, because Nike's also a trippy song with the, the auto-tune and it's like fucking 800 minutes long. Yeah. But it's still very, there's a, his, his a solid ass melody, his that, his that. Yeah. So you've got moments of that, like Almeida, Almeida. Mm-hmm. But, um... It's not necessarily anything as hook strongy as, let's say, even a Fubu yeah. or "Don't Touch My Hair." Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like you said, it's 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 we gotta respect the genius, and it's it's kind of unfair to kind of say, well, you know, we're looking for these, you know, these R and B bops some Solange, but every, you know, because every motherfucker is doing this avant garde weird fucking R and B shit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no. Look at James Blake. James Blake was sitting there. His first two albums were all about fucking word chops and songs that kind of started but didn't really end or the snippets. And it's kind of a, a, a lane that's kind of opened up in R&B specifically. Obviously, she has a whole take that's a little bit more rooted in classic 70s R&B, Stevie Wonder, you know, not necessarily Slide and Family Stone, but the idea of where, you know, organic instrumentation, a lot of song ideas, almost trippy and jazzy, um, like she has Sitting in the Corner. Who's like this avant garde? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So, and you kind of, or even like Earl. Earl did a produ- has a production credit there. And yeah. Earl's doing all these weird loop things that are almost jazzy, avant garde jazz in their own kind of sense. So, you know, I, I actually like the fact he's going from there. The question is, did you execute it? Because obviously, like anything else, you've got some free jazz is dope. You've got some free jazz is noodling. You've got some spectacular guitar work, where it's just like beautiful. You've got spectacular guitar work, where it's just technique, but there's no melody, there's no. You know, there's there's no there's no bops. Yeah. You know, as kids would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think you know, again, like I like, I think I was telling you, or or maybe I, I wrote this in our notes. This is like I do. I, I was catching myself kind of like judging Solange a, a little bit harder. Um, but I, I, it's it's weird. Like it, it doesn't seem like an album that I really want to come back to. Because um, maybe I am looking for you know like. You know, like those one, two, one or two signature tracks that I can just at least kind of hum along to, or at least has a melody, or at least has a structure that I, I kind of recognize. And that's weird for me to say, you know. And I think that's because we're so conditioned when we think R and B and we think black female singer. We're so conditioned. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> you know to to like to to really like li- listen and look for that archetype. So I I caught myself like you know having to to correct myself and say hey like let me listen to this with open ears, um, so it's still growing on me like I you know I yeah I remember when like Frank Ocean Channel Orange came out I didn't really like that album because I think I was in the same mode where I was kind of looking for that traditional kind of R and B like whatever, um, and even if I wasn't like you know um, conscious about it like it's just it's burned into your brain you know. Um, so I, I want to continue to listen to the album. I want to continue to kind of like have the album grow with me. You know, I, I mean, I do like the fact there's fragments of things and you have to interpolate what the lyrics mean. Like I, I do feel like our society kind of needs more of that, <laughs> you know, like, like 
I feel like she's going to keep genius in business, (laughs) you know, but, but I think that's good. I mean, I think that's what good art should do. You know, it's just like kind of press you on like what your beliefs are and, and kind of make you argue or maybe make you you know good art should be controversial Agreed. you know so and i think she's done that yeah and it's and i think it's going back to the idea of where you know how big an album her previous album was it, it would have been easy for her to you know call it the usual who are who are the who do you know the, the fucking the, the mercenaries for hire the james blakes the team impalas if you want to yeah. do something a little eclectic like right now we're at a level where if you want to do something eclectic quote-unquote there's like five or six people who you could just call up blood orange obviously is another one yeah you just call up dave cytek we just call them up and they'll come and they'll give you your little today enough eclectic stuff where it sounds different, but it won't stray from the mainstream. And I I think like it's admirable for her to kind of put this album again with like half interludes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of cool, and I think it's also what I what I it's like for me what I liked about it is the fact of where even though it's not necessarily all right so. I think a seat at the table was definitely something with more strong structure. But what's kind of interesting with this album is almost, and, I, and they kind of said, oh, it's the Houston, it's the DJ Screw, yada, yada, yada. It's also weird because you'll have a lot of, like, let's say, like vocal edits in the background, like almost like a DJ. Like there's mm-hmm. some important parts where it sounds like almost like like um, Timberland ad-libbing, kind of yeah. certain things in the background. Yeah. Um, 808s kind of hit. So it's not just a regular bass drum organic. It's just like you hear like a little 808 thump here and there. Yeah. It's not, obviously not hearing trap drums, but definitely a lot of tracks seem a little bit more rhythmic, like more focused on the rhythm than, you know, seat at the table. Um, like I said, I, I think it's great. I think it's good that we started off this year. I've heard people kind of say it's sleepy. I heard people kind of say it's, uh, you know, play in the background while you clean, clean your apartment kind of album. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think is the idea of where... It's cool for her to have a space of where she's able to kind of do trippy shit, and it's cool for us to kind of enjoy it. Going back to the Kid A thing, where you know, it you know the idea of Radiohead kind of putting away the guitars to kind of bring out all these synthesizers, you know, in you know the two thousands, you know, right off the grunge era, right off basically you know the hair metal era, the year ten years before was insane. But then you fast forward probably five, ten years later, and it's really hard to find anybody using guitars plugged in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They were kind of ahead of the curve. Not to say that everybody's going to start doing, you know, avant-garde jazz per se, but I do think that, you know, like the, what she's done here, it's, it's, a, it's, it's brave work. It is going to be, like I said, it's, it's I think we're going to see small things pop up where... Like particularly the un- below the collaborators, like the say standing in the corner or sweatshirt, you're gonna hear a lot of these sounds. I think kind of, I want to say penetrate the mainstream. Yeah, but you're gonna hear like like it's it's already happening because you've got James Blake kind of oh, yeah, yeah. doing songs with like fucking, you know, bringing on trap dudes on his album. James Blake fly- flying on somebody else's album. So you've got all these weird things that are kind of itching towards the culture is gonna get more trippier, and I think it's a good thing. What I also like about the album is the fact of where. It's, I do think it's, I, I think there is a thing to it though. It's, it's very much mired in, you know, the Florida water. Like it, there's certain things there where it's still kind of, and it's kind of a weird thing to kind of say, because you can say this about any African-American artist, but it's still very much mired in the same kind of blackness. Oh yeah. That's oh, what the table was. Definitely. Like she's not like writing like, you know, things about like, you know, seagulls dancing or again, basket shores. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much about, you know, the black experience. It's about, you know, things like that. And, 
you know, I was reading somebody, apparently she was, you know, hanging out in strip clubs during celebration, like celebrating now recently over the weekend and, you know, in Houston. And she said she wanted Houston to kind of write it up. It's still, it's still a home going, the, the, the aforementioned weird, like a uh, duet of Gucci Mane of all people, where yeah. it's like literally like a duet. It's not like she, you know, sh- she's singing and he's rapping. It's yeah. like they have this whole weird wordplay thing happening yeah. where, you know, it's something where, I don't know. Like I said, I kind of get the idea of there's a lot of interludes. I kind of get the idea of there's a lot of song snippets. I kind of get the idea where there isn't per se a radio hit, but like I like the vibe. I do think there are some solid singles on here. Maybe not necessarily that I'll get, you know, break the top 10. And also, I, I think there's, there's there's a lot of good music here where if you gave the stems to somebody, it'd be a rap. Like, if Keichinata got his fucking hands on any of these fucking stems, holy shit. Yeah. It'd be, like, like it, the musically, it's dope. It's just the fact of where, obviously, for some reason, she didn't really want to go for a verse, you know, verse, chorus, verse, bridge kind of thing. But I, I think it's admirable. And, I, and like I said, I liked it a lot. It, I played it a couple of times over the weekend. Like, you know, sometimes I listen to stuff where I play it. I was like, oh, this is dope. But I didn't, I didn't really go back to it. You know, between this and the other new release of this year, well, I mean, of this month, which this week, I should say, 2 Chains, I found myself playing Solange more than 2 Chains, even though 2 Chains had bangers. Definitely has fucking bangers. Yeah. But I found myself vibing with this album more, even though, you know, I'll be honest with you, I'm over 2 Chains dude at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, no, I, 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 like I said, I, I think this album is a grower. I think uh, people shouldn't give up on it. Um, I think people should take the time to actually, you know, cause I, I think the way we interact with music now is just so uh, disconnected sometimes. Like, yeah. you just really kind of have to be present for this album. Oh, the algorithm hates this album. Yeah. Like, like it's, there's no way it's going to, like, where, what, what playlists? <laughs> exactly. Is, 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 it, is the Gucci Mane duet going to show up in Rap Caviar? <laughs> <laughs> it's like in between, it's Playboy Cardi, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, maybe yeah, the computer yeah. might confuse. It's like, oh, Playboy Cardi, put it here. But yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll continue the time to listen to it and be engaged. And I hope everybody does as well. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, speaking of Two Chains. Two Chains, the other, arguably. <laughs> <laughs> two chains, two chains. It's it's uh to quote my friend uh, Derek, aka Defunk. It's the adult contemporary trap. <laughs> Shout out to Defunk. Shout out to Defunk. <laughs> you know when you're a little, you know when you when you when you when you saw out there in the club chilling. You know, you want to roll up there, you know, playing something really loud in that Chevy Charger, but you can't be playing, you know, Dodge Charger. Sorry about that. You can't really be playing. You know, you got you got, this is where a little grown and mature. You know what I'm saying? We traded in. You know, our Yeezy hype beast for maybe, you know, some classic J's, you know what I'm saying? From but I mean, I feel like 89. two I feel like two chains trade that stuff in. Yeah. Like two chains. Like I was not expecting this album from two chains. It's arguably there's a lot of first in this album. My my personal favorite is it's the only rap song ever dedicated to paying taxes. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> That's some real shit. Yeah, like like literally, not comp- like like this is a song is about taxes. And, and like I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, like is this? A, this it's gotta be a first in rap. It's gotta be a first in rap. Like 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 who talks about paying taxes? Shout out to people who owe on their taxes this year. <laughs> like fucking IRS. Yeah, so shout out to all uh, Trump voters who, yeah, who voted themselves to paying more taxes. Yeah, you know, drain the swamp, y'all. Drain the swamp. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, like you know, it, it, I mean, I was not expecting the grown and sexy album from 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 Two Chains. Yeah, no, <laughs> Two Chains is not grown and sexy. <laughs> um, but I thought, I mean, I thought it was good. Like I, you know, and maybe because I have a bias 
for kind of like more quote unquote traditional hip hop. But I do think that was his lane. You know, I think he like he chose a lot more. I feel like production wise, like traditional quote, quote unquote traditional hip hop beats. Yeah, a, a lot of soul samples, a lot of loops, loops, soul a, samples. A yeah. lot of classics. Whereas it's like, oh shit, I remember this song from you know like repurposed more trap. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like not a lot of thumping AO8s. Although I think there's a couple of tracks that that oh yeah, some in oh there, god, you know the, 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 the Kendrick Lamar one is pure just minimalist. Yeah, uh, but I mean trap. you know I, I mean but he had like just. I mean, he was talking about real shit. Like he's when you start off a, a, a album with Marsha Ambrosius, yeah, singing, <laughs> you know you're growing and sexy. Yeah, talking about people's kids dying, talking yeah. about how like you know yeah. like all these you know eighteen, nineteen year old kids are dying and his his friends' kids are dying because you know it's 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 just a real ass album. Yeah, but I mean you know I like uh, the Kendrick verse was fire. Oh, that's. I had to rewind because what's crazy about that verse is the way they even end because he's like less words less words and then eventually like he starts like saying just fragments of words and he starts finishing it oh that was definitely like I haven't seen two MCs work like that in a minute yeah yeah so that's spectacular I mean just just great Great features. I just, it's just, it's a really solid album. Like, yeah, <laughs> and on multiple levels because, like, going back to your point, where it's like, all right, if you want to hear a trap shit that the mama had to look at, that's or NCAA is definitely yeah classic. Like here, here I am rolling up outside of the club in the fucking suburban with fucking just drowning out fucking four or five blocks. But at the same time, you've got songs like Sam about the taxes. You've got the Marsha Ambrosia song, which is definitely woke. And then you'll have songs where I can't remember which one. The one that has, I think it's, it's a, was I said me with the, with the Amory sample? Oh, um. It might be I'm Not Crazy Life Is, but okay, there's one yeah, where it's yeah, blatantly yeah. Just, 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 you know, why don't we fall in love? Where it's just like the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, oh shit. It's like, so it's weird. So it works on this weird crossover, like RB album. Yeah. It works well as this woke, you know, I'm doing this idea, you know, that the world's changed. This is what I am. And if you want to go out this pure trap, I'm in the gym, you know, just like 2 a.m., just working here, lifting these weights. You got that shit there too. Yeah. I mean, look, he's got Ariana Grande singing hooks. Yeah. <laughs> Like she's like a '90s R&B singer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I actually thought like you're gonna use Ariana a little bit differently than that, but no. She's and, just... and she was doing that favorite things thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, it's yeah. weird. So it's like she's singing a hook for an album she she just came out like a month ago. Yeah, like, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I, I know we've been talking about this. Like, there's this trend now of like Atlanta rappers just like they're all like up in their well as i feel like they're up in their game there's like traditional trap people who are probably like what the fuck is this but like as a as somebody who is a bona fide like hip-hop old school hip-hop head i'm not even saying like i love all old school hip-hop but i like i like i'm a back i'm an ex-backpacker let's put it that way oh as like a bonafide ex backpacker, I approve of this album. And so like, I feel like he stepped his game up. Yeah, no. And here's the thing with Two Chains: he's always been a he's 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 just been a, a punchline rapper. He's somebody where he has these funny witty lines back to back, and he's always been really good at it. And even though, and I think people probably both agree, this is his best project. Oh yeah, he's yeah. never had a bad project. Like yeah. there's never been anything, and he's had wow, he's probably. 
Forget I, probably ten albums look, plus, yeah, maybe fifteen albums mixtapes I mean, put together. Talking about the titty boy tapes. Yeah. Too. Oh God. Forever <laughs> he's been rapping. Yeah. So he's never he's never come up anything bad. He's never really quote unquote fallen off. Actually, he's actually, and I'm thinking in the past now, he's had a had a, he's actually had a couple of albums in the past where we're a little bit more woke. But yeah. like not really like you know kind of like the way Ti is woke. Yeah. It's yeah. just like I'm I'm watching the news, <laughs> CNN. <laughs> I watched it once or twice this week, so I'm going to rap about shit happening. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of cool to kind of see him grow, and it's like he's putting these shoes on, and they seem like they fit. It's not forced. He's not out there doing these weird bars. It's not like he's kind of, you know, he's like preaching down to you like a certain rapper who comes from Virginia, who dresses like he's a hobo, even though he's worth billions and billions of dollars, and he's pretty and light-skinned, and he's married, but he doesn't want anybody to know he's married. I'm not mentioning any names. Cole... I'm just keeping it oh, nice yeah, and blandly, yeah. like, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. all. You know, no shots fired. Yeah, Cole's Col- a little preachy. Yeah, but, uh, you know, and, and it's kind of cool to kind of see, like you said, everybody's growing up. You have, and think about it. So you had Offset basically rapping about his kids. Yeah. You had Gucci Mane doing like this weird, like, I guess, not even somehow figuring out a way to do like 70s duets, but <laughs> like doing it in a rap style. Yeah. And you've got fucking, like now you've got, you know, 2 chains dropping out rap albums about fucking taxes yeah no, no definitely definitely and i think again like i i feel like all of these other uh like all these rappers are in they're listening to each other's projects and they're all like oh shit like <laughs> i want this critical claim yeah you know and I, and I think i think it's good i think it's good for hip-hop you know i mean look there's always going to be space for AOA bangers and strip club music, and you know there's always going to be a space for that. Like that's not going to go away. Yeah, no, it's it's got to be Magic. I imagine Magic City now. You know how you have in Harlem, you have those churches where like Europeans will come to go visit yeah, like, those dude. churches. I figure it's probably like that in Magic City now. Like there's like a tourist <laughs> line. <laughs> You know, show up there as it's like, you know, you've got like a hostess. She's like, hey, come inside. It's like there's, you know, complimentary, like, you know, Mag City t shirts. It's just like, you know, there's a fucking little wing cut out in the side. It's kind of going in. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's something where I think like the, the idea of these trap guys are growing up. And it's also, they are growing up. It's just something where, like, and going back to like a, like a Lil Wayne who, wow. Fucking sound sounds fucking alive. Like that's that's a classic almost dedication Lil Wayne verse on the fucking Two Chains album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the idea of where even a Lil Wayne who's surprisingly shockingly young because he came out early. You know, these dudes have been rapping like going back to Titty Boy. You know, holy shit! Like these are now we're moving on to like a decades of rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like they've been rapping for like five years. It's like ten years plus. At a certain point, it gets a little bit weird to kind of keep up with the Joneses in the trap, particularly since there's every there's a little baby, baby, yeah, yeah, baby exactly. Saba, Saba. That's there's, there's a thousand and one of these little so and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of this getting turned out every day, you can't really compete with them. And how do you compete with them? By I think upping your subject matter, obviously upping your production. That's yeah. easy, but also upping your subject matter and kind of just you know just making sure you kind of glide above them, like you're not in the sticks. Yeah, and, and Two Chains is 41 years old. Yeah, you know, like he's like rapping about 41 year old like man things. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but and it's actually kind of interesting. Like, like I'm not really surprised this album came out because I, you know, there's a documentary on Netflix. I think it's called like Rapture, and they did like a like a docu series. Sorry, docu series. Docu series. And they did like one on Two Chains, and it's, you know he's basically just like he's a family man. You know he has like a nice house. He really needs to provide for his family. Like, you know, like like he he provides for his like grandmother or something. You know, it's just like 
like he's just like a regular ass dude at the end of the day and he, you know he i think he speaks about like not really wanting to be in the trap anymore like he lives in the suburbs <laughs> <laughs> you know like he's gotten out like he's 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 trying you know he's trying to live the american dream until he has to pay his taxes but <laughs> you know they take half so you percent that's almost 40 percent. that's almost 50 percent. yeah man <laughs> um so yeah no you know so so like you know he i think you know it makes a lot more sense like this album um, if you listen to, if you watch his documentary, cause you just kind of see like he, you know, and they, they kind of like, uh, you know, essentially I think like they, tr- they were following him around for the, the pretty girls love trap tour, which is like one of the best album campaigns of all time. Like we just like paint a trap house pink. Yeah, no, I, and, and I have a, a, a friend of mine, somebody I know who's actually sung, they had a choir. He had a whole full like he had he had a lot of cool things happening with that whole tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, no. So like like they're you know, following him there, and like you could kind of tell like he's you could you could see like he's like this is cool, but like I'm not this person as much anymore. You know, I think he maybe speaks to that. Maybe uh, I don't want to put words in the, the two trains mouth, but it, it kind of seems like he's growing and evolving, and like he's giving the people what they want, but he's also kind of realizing that you know he has other things to say yeah absolutely and and i and and it's it's awesome i think the idea of where going back to the offset where the reason why offset's album was a success as opposed to his the other me guy <laughs> is the fact of where as opposed to doing trap songs he did songs that were close to his heart and that's why even though it's not you know a spectacular album it's a solid ass hip-hop album when their albums were basically adults, two other albums were duds. I think Two Chains here is somebody where he's somebody's rapping at a high level. So for him to go in there and drop, you know, a hot, you know, ten songs of trap shit, it's easy. He's done that in the deep, you know, like we said, dozens of dozens, dozens of releases. But what makes this one special and why, you know, I could even compare it to, you know, you you coming have this major artist in Solange and you could even compare it to Two Chains as far as releases is concerned, it's because he upped his game. And then uh, now the question is, now is this all Two Chains? Or is this the the silent genius behind it all? Oh yeah, you know the man, the myth, the legend, the the polymath. Sure, he could go out there, drop sixty on your 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 favorite NBA team, and embarrass him with the court. But maybe LeBron James, the hip hop historian, is the man behind it all. You know, the Lex Luthor. I you know the evil genius. I texted the Dick Cheney of hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> I texted you because like is is LeBron James like the best A and R in hip hop right prob- now? Probably don't. Probably is only because he's doing it for free. <laughs> I mean, but that makes it the more better. Yeah. Like he has nothing to lose. Maybe that should be his job now. Like after he retires, it is. He's like he's just any any album that gets released, he's, it's got to go to LeBron James. He gets a seal of <laughs> approval on it, like a stamp, like the USDA. I mean, I I feel like I might be okay with that. Like, you know, and, and maybe it's like, yeah, I, 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 yeah, cause I, you know, I'm not particularly sure what LeBron James did. Like, you know, cause sometimes like when you have like a mu- a movie, it's a executive producer, Steven Spielberg and Steven Spielberg didn't do shit. Oh yeah. He just sat there and collected checks. He entered one email. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, will the executive produce this? Yeah. Put my name on it. Thank you. Send it, check to this address. <laughs> Um, like there's a move. Um, oh yeah, like um, I guess like I was listening to a podcast about like 12, twelve years a slave and like Brad Pitt like had to put his name on it 
to get like the funding and the financing. You know, like, so I don't know if it's like one of those type of things where he just like, like, it's like, you know, he puts that name on there and like, you know, whatever. It's for, Doors open up. So for some free studio time. Free tickets get given out to Lakers games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if it's one of those things or I or if it's one of those things where he's like, he really, like, LeBron really was like sitting down and like picking beats and things like that, you know. I could imagine, I mean, he but, may not necessarily have like, sat didn't pick beats. But I could definitely imagine a scenario where he, they're like, all right, how does, how the sequencing you know we've yeah. got these you know i think his album is like 13 14 tracks he's like we've here's 18 tracks we got to cut four which ones you think are the weaker ones i can imagine because he takes pride in the fact of where he's a hip-hop head yeah and i think what's important and maybe this is what where how it kind of how it needs to be i think particularly of hip-hop where it's probably even more critic averse than a lot of other genres just because of um a, because it's it's something that's so direct where literally kids kind of go record a rap song and it's out tomorrow. So there's really nobody kind of saying, hey, man, maybe you should do it this way, maybe you should do it that way. It's just literally, you know, it's and it's hard to kind of come to somebody where it's just like, you know, for about a year or two, they're, they're, they're popping now, but a year or two, they're making these beats, you know, putting this all together themselves, and now they've got some level of success. It's hard to kind of tell that guy, like, hey, maybe you need to do this instead, because he's like, fuck you. <laughs> I was doing this on my own. I think with somebody like LeBron James, he's a way to kind of approach it, because, like, look at 2 Chainz. 2 Chainz somebody who's been here for, you know, 10-plus years rapping, probably, probably like more like 15, pushing 20. Like, you know, like, I can't go to 2 Chainz and be like, nah, man, those three songs suck. You know, take them off the record. True. And even a regular A&R dude, you know, who's like coming out, you know, to quote the genius or a rocket climber who plays electric guitar. Like, how is that guy going to come over there and say, hey, 2 change, you know, these three tracks, you know, the Kendrick Lamar track is weak. Get rid of it. it you kind of need an outside ear. No, ear-like. it's think, not. Fire yeah. that guy. Yeah, it's like fire that guy. <laughs> but like a LeBron James could go there and say that to you. And there's a weight there. There's a gravitas no, because true. he's a fan of hip hop and he's also got more money than you. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Very true. Very true. And, and I think that that's, that's, that's probably how lies executive producer things work. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of like for me, I'm, 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 I, I want LeBron James to do this for more artists. You know, if, if he has that magic touch, like let's let's hey let's let's bring it out like I hey let's talk to I don't know Playboy Cardi. You know, like <laughs> let let's talk to if you can like turn like Little Peep into a critical acclaimed artist. Yeah, bro. <laughs> or Takashi Six Nine. <laughs> um. But no, I mean, look, I, I, I'm. It, it's really cool to see LeBron do that. It's actually kind of cool to see LeBron, like, because you know he's he's, he's doing uh, the new Space Jam movie. Yes. You hear about that? Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's, so, it's yeah. And it's Terrence that, Nance, though. It should be trippy and fun. Yeah, but yeah. like that, you know, that HBO show he has is pretty cool. So I mean, you know, I, 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 I see LeBron actually like engaging with the culture. Um, you know, not just as a basketball player, but it's like somebody who like really he has the money. <laughs> um, at some point he's got to retire, right? So he should have the time soon. Yeah, you know. Um, and, and in his defense, he's been about because I remember a big thing was that uh, you know, he would come out and, and it never really played, but you could just tell like he would be mouthing lyrics. Yeah, so I remember yeah. it was always for a minute, like he was in Instagram where it's like, oh shit, you know, he's mouthing a new Migos, and then fucking yeah. people would go nuts. So even the rappers themselves would be like, oh shit, LeBron James listening to my shit. So it's somebody who's definitely like it's not like it's not like Steph Curry, <laughs> Steph Curry's culture pass is a little questionable, but LeBron James is kind of you know cemented. People hate on my boy Steph. I'm saying all good. I don't know. I'm all good. S- How many rings you got? Hey, all I'm saying is 
if somebody had a DJ, DJ party, I'd have to trust Steph to play it. He'll end up paying fucking, you know, like, you know, Nelly Mega Mixes the whole fucking evening. I mean, you know, what I'm, you know I'm okay with Steph plus Hootie. <laughs> Steph at your party? No. Yeah, my party playing Hootie. All right, I, I'm, I'm saying he's come out there. Yo, this, this Hootie and the Blowfish mixtape is fire, son. <laughs> It's fire. They put it on. It'll turn this party out. Oh, man. Don't hate, don't hate my boy, Steph. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this Eminem playlist I've made, these, these are all his party jams. Trust me. <laughs> the ladies will love this. Have you heard the new Post Malone? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But, uh, uh, yeah, no. Like I said, I, I think it's in a weird way, and it's kind of ironic, but uh, I think that this year is starting off great for hip-hop. Like, you really can't be mad. Like, again, Offset is, is I don't think it's going to be my top 10, but it's definitely a, a good turnout. You know, you've got, you know, this 2 Chains album. It's, so far, you've got a couple of solid releases. Like, there hasn't really been any disappointments yet. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, I feel like the pendulum kind of naturally swings, you know. Uh, um, like, 2018 was the, the year of mobile rap. Yeah. And I feel like you, there's only so much of that you can take before people kind of need to diversify and then need to like break out. Um, so I, I, I'm not surprised that like, you know, rappers are kind of re, maybe re-embracing with traditional hip hop and kind of seeing where that goes. Cause I, I, I feel like, you know, that's kind of the way that you build longevity, you know, like you don't build longevity kind of making, you know, like some, you know, trap, like trap track that like every sounds like 50 other rappers, Yeah, true. you know? So I, 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 I I see the pendulum swinging, you know, I, even some like, um, who was I listening to the other day? Like, uh, like some Kodak Black or something. Like, like, I feel like, like rappers are kind of like using this lane to be really introspective. Um, but I think also too, like they're, you know, as these rappers get more popular, like they're like they can buy better beats. Yeah, <laughs> they can get better production. That whole budget thing. You know, like they don't have to buy beats from YouTube. Yeah. So I, I, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be more and more competition. I think now, like and this is one of the things I really, really love about hip hop that like no other music genre really does. It's like there's always this competition. Um, and I feel like, you know, a majority of it is healthy where you see another MC doing something and you're like, oh, snap. And then like you like you like now have to step your game up. And yeah. I feel like that like that doesn't really happen in other. I mean, it happens in music genres, but like it's not as direct as in hip hop. Yeah, literally. It's not as immediate. Literally, they'll call your name on hip hop. You know, yeah. but I yeah. think it's good. You know, and I don't know. That's how I'm executive producing my own album, by the way. I oh, yeah? Album. yeah. I got hired, you know, little pump. Bro, you, you make me. Little pump, you know what I'm saying? We're going to have a whole album theme around, you know, college loan debt. You know what I'm saying? Dude. That's just going to be his growth. I'm going to be out there. We have some <laughs> great tracks. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? APR is gonna be one one of the tracks, you know. But uh, like you said, it's it's idea of where it's cool to kind of see everybody. And I think it's not being snob because Lord knows we listen to some horrible, trappy ass, ignorant shit that will never die. And God bless him. You know what I'm yeah, saying? There's always a lane for that. Yeah, you know, God bless MOP. God bless Onyx. The classics. But uh, it's cool to kind of have a, 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 a breadth of material. It's cool to have a lot of weird beats. And it's, and it's cool to have a collective subject matter. So, I, like I said, I think it's going to be a great year for hip-hop. You know, and, like, you know, the, the, the idea of where even, like I said, people who traditionally made... Because, like I said, 2 Chainz could have easily came, 
And of all people, where the pure punchline rapper, no, no real them thematic theme to a lot of his stuff. Yeah. From dropping an album like this, you know, and uses, I won't say uses powers for good, but to kind of focus on, you know, like, hey, I'm grown, it's fantastic. And it's going to be interesting to see other artists come out this year. Yeah. And I think I think we're going to have a great year, as long as we can keep Kanye West coming off an album. So Bro, if anybody's it, it, out it, there, it, it's... you know what I'm saying? Just make sure you, you, you just, you know, delete, 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 trash bin. Keep them away from anything. It's still March, man. Nah, man, we could it's do something. It's still March. Nah, still March. come on, man. Somebody, somebody hit his house with the EMP. <laughs> Wipe all the computers. <laughs> on some Call of Duty, <laughs> modern warfare shit. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, people. Guys, that's it for the Kanye West fan club. It's what? me, Reg Wait, Stone. Like, was, was I kidnapped? I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah. From now on, uh, discussing how Kanye discovered actually how he invented gospel music. You know, it goes out there. You know, a couple of, you know, he's he was out there. He went out to the streets of the churches and he's bringing it back. <laughs> you know, there's somebody singing, you know, gospel music in a couple of quick loops and he's, I, he's now unwoke again. I, you know, I that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, probably. I'll be, I'll be, be kind of here for that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be have like Trump samples. It's going to be yeah. great. It's going to be fantastic. Okay. You know, Pat Buchanan uh, doing beatbox. The fuck. <laughs> anyway, and on that people, note, we were drinking too uh, heavily. Yeah, I'm I'm up I'm up to uh, stop by. Ooh. Uh, this week he's going to the, on the ground level. Like, uh, so I, I I might have a dispatch from South by at some point. Uh, follow us on all the social medias. Like, I have some words, but I want to reserve judgment until yeah, I get so down there. Go out there and, and that warm. Although apparently Austin is brick. It's same same temperatures here then. Yeah, apparently, like, but supposedly it was gonna warm by the time. It's, it's, it's going warm, yeah, yeah. It's going like 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 Lord willing, by the time I land, it's gonna be warm. But yeah. like I was looking at that that those temperatures, I'm like, damn son, dude, there must be like people out there dying. It's just poor Texas like, hipsters, guitar in hand, frozen on benches. No, you know I do have to say when when I went out to Texas, I went to Dallas in November and it was like 24 degrees and like they just wear the same stuff. Wow. Like, cause why why go out and like get a heavy ass coat? <laughs> You know, like, and embrace the climate change. Yeah. They're like, no, this is just a passing fad. Yeah, this is good. You know, so. pneumonia is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, people, <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time. Yes. Please click the likes, give us replies, critiques, praises, money, money, drugs, guns, guns. Definitely. Please don't hit your guns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I need one in Texas. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, guys and gals, please, you know, just generally just go out and treat each other nicely. And thank you for listening. Yeah. Because, you know, we know what your time is precious and we're happy to We love your support. Yeah, we love y'all. Love y'all. Love you. Peace. Bye. <laughs>